Hello, hello there. My name is Moy with my co-host Corey. We are the real guys, and this is the real show with two E's. Corey, are you ready for a clucking good time? You know what? I am, but I'm not a hundred percent ready yet. All right, okay. I've got one one thing. Okay. Oh dear, oh. I think I just glimpsed it from. Uh... He's struggling to take his he's struggling to take his headphones off. It's caught in his glasses. Great start. It's Ardman uh, slapstick fever. Yeah, Ardman slapstick. All planned. He's now going to whack it on. He's lowering his seat like Johnny English, getting under the desk. I can't see him anymore. It's really helpful. Oh, amazing. That's better. Ah, oh, look at that. You're like Feathers McGraw. Yeah. I, I've, I'm now, for the, for the radio listeners, wearing this chicken hat here made by Ebony. <laughs> wearing a hat with a chicken on it. Correct. Amazing. I'm now ready and for chicken one. As always, I'm with my co-host, Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yeah, now that you're wearing your chicken hat. Yes. And as always, you can listen to us on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. We're there, any audio platform that you use, or you can watch our video version on our YouTube channel, The Real Show, The Real Show, Real with Two E's. Corey, Chicken Run 2, long awaited, mm-hmm. Dawn of the Nuggets. We've spent many, uh, many an hour discussing the first film. We have. And there's a review for the people that want to listen to that. You can go out and find it. This is the sequel. We said we'd do it. It's 2023, last year. Not only is this our first episode of 2024, well, our first in-studio episode of 2024, yes. it's, also, uh, it's also quite a monumental uh, occasion. The first chicken run was uh, lauded by a lot of people. Everyone enjoyed it. Now Ardman are back. They've got a new logo. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? They've got a fancy new logo in I the did. credits. I did, indeed. They've got a fancy new logo. Uh, they give us a recap of the first film at the start. Yep. And despite the fact there's been some controversy around the release of this film, we'll get to that in a moment, it's a film that's uh, gotten good reviews from people. So, first of all, Corey. Okay. For this uh, UK film, which actually premiered for the BFI on my birthday, on the 14th of October. So Very nice. birthday to me. It came out, and then it was released on Netflix on the 15th of December, 2023. Yep. So, Corey, what was your experience with not only the first Chicken Run film mm. from 2000, but now this sequel? I, in all fairness, thought that this was uh, very good, for the most part. I Now, we watched the trailer mm-hmm. uh, on the last time we did this for Chicken Run 1. Uh, Chicken Room 1, as we like to be reviewed, fantastic film, both really enjoyed it, both gave it high. Mm. I was fine with Chicken Run being a solo film. Sandler film, that was the that was the plan for most people. Yeah, I was like, it's oh, fine. Yeah, the, the engineers at Ardman were just, they were, they were tired. Yeah. They'd done a full stop motion film, you know, it takes them the entire day to do, what, four seconds, is yeah. it? Six seconds? And, no, I think it's even two things lower than that, I think it's about two seconds. Yeah. They take an entire, you know, 12 hours work day to do... Two, two seconds of work, and then Jeffrey Katzenberger would turn up at the end of the, at the end of the week and go, "How much have you got for me?" Yeah. Uh, seven seconds. Yeah. Of what this ninety-eight minute film, right? Um, That's why their partnership with DreamWorks didn't work. Did. But now they're back they because they agreed it's the best time to continue the story. Twenty twenty-three, going on twenty twenty-four. It's um, this was reported all the way back in twenty eighteen, so a long time there. What were we even doing then? Uh, not not this. Not this, exactly. But now we are, which gives us the perfect platform to review. <laughs> to review Chicken Run 2. Dawn of the Nugget, quite the title. Correct. But, in all fairness, this film, as a sequel, I think, fits the story quite well. Fits the story quite well. Let's go into the biggest controversy of this film. Go on. And that is, of course, the change in voice cast. Yeah. 
Now, this was highly debated among people. There's many a video essay out there about it. Zachary Levi replaces Mel Gibson. Yep. Fair enough. Obviously, Mel Gibson's swamped in controversy. Yes. So, best not to uh, uh, touch him with a barge pole. However, the strange, uh, the strange adaptation was changing and uh, bringing Thandie Newton mm-hmm. to do Ginger rather than uh, the original actress. So, that was uh, quite the uh, large controversy there that that sparked up sparked up on the internet. Um, I'm sure that uh, the original actress probably felt quite slighted. I remember that there was an... She released an email rather exposingly of Netflix telling her that she was too old, which, of course, is quite yeah. quite damaging to not only the reputation of... Uh, I don't want to get her last name wrong. Julia Sawala? Sawala? Yep. I don't want to get that wrong. Uh, all respect to Julia Sawala, because she, she, re- she re-recorded... Her original lines from Chicken Run, and they were perfect. Yep. They sounded great. There's a video out there of that, of her doing her old lines again now, today, and she can do it just fine. So why? So why? Even then, with a voice cast, mm. of course, it's it's, it's not a perfect representation. Obviously, Thandi Newton does a decent job because she's a good actress. She does a decent job with the material she's given, but it just felt like, at times, you could tell yep. that it wasn't like, you know, Thandi Newton, she's not northern. Bless yes. her. So... I feel like there's a there's a level of and the fact that I went into this film knowing <laughs> that the voice cast isn't going to be the same because some yeah. people do come back. There's a couple. Yeah, some some people do come back. Um, they replaced the voices of of uh, Nick and Fetch with Daniel Mays and Romesh Ranganathan. Though I feel like yep. do a slightly better job than the first film, probably because yeah. I like Daniel Mays and Rom- Romesh <laughs> Ranganathan. They're a good team. And um, David Bradley uh, replaces the previous voice actor for Fowler because the previous voice actor passed away, unfortunately. Yep. So uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Withrow has passed away since since 2023. Yep. So we've got David Bradley, who does a great job as well. I love David Bradley. And the original voice for um, Babs comes back as well as... Uh, I think the original voice for Bunty, but I don't know if Imelda Sorton did it in the first film. Uh, according to the uh, IMDb, yes, Babs, she did. Babs Bunty Mac and Miss and Miss Tweedy are all okay. Babs original. Bunty Mac and Miss Tweedy all return for this film, which is um, absolutely great. And we've got new chick, new chicken as well. Frizzle, Frizzle's here. We're voiced by um, uh, Josie Segwick Davies, who does a great, you know, does, has a great and recognisable voice. Yep. Um, I, I'm. Happy that she's in this film. I quite like Frizzle as a new character. Frizzle's good. Keep her around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, what, keep her around? Like, they're going to do more. Yeah, they're going to do more. Yeah, <laughs> Chicken Run 3. you got to keep her in it. Chicken and Run TV my, show. My, my one problem with the replacing of the voices is mm-hmm. they add the new voices in the old clips of the film. Did you notice that? Something didn't quite... When they do a recap of the first yeah. film, like, remember Chicken Run 2000? Yeah. They edit the new voices in. And that was noticeable to me because I can remember those. I can remember the first Chicken Run film pretty much off the back of my hand because I've seen it so many times. And you can tell that there's a difference in the voices. You really can. Yeah. I said here, it's it's impressions almost. But they get impressions. You get the the chicken puns are back. Yep. You like like I noted down some of my favourites like foul play. Yeah, nice. Like explosion. Yeah. Great. They mess around a lot with popcorn in this film. They do mess around with popcorn. They love a bit of popcorn. It's what was it? It's the meaning of what was it? Some kind of life. They kept calling it. What is to have popcorn? Yeah. 
Rocky was like when he showed it to Molly for the yeah, first time. Yeah. And let's said. talk about Molly, the daughter of Ginger and Rocky. Correct. Uh, voiced by Bella Ramsey, who many people will know now from The Last of Us. So great for her. I'm glad she's having some success. Yep. Uh, there are loads of chickens in the Chicken Island. Yes. And there is a whole haven they've, they've made for themselves. And there's just so many chickens popping around. But they've got to camouflage the island because Ginger's worried yes. that she's made this great paradise, but it's like a prison for her daughter who just wants to leave the island. Yes. So it's almost like she's made that sort of uh, confinement in the same way that she felt confined in the first film. Yes. Thematic, thematic parallel there. It's like poetry. Yep. You know, it rhymes. Each stanza kind of rhymes Plus, with the next. Uh, Ginger and Rocky have, have looked out. Mm. And Molly has as well. And there's a, a little truck going around. Little truck going around, yeah. It's got a, it's got a chicken in a bucket happy, on it. Happy Farms. Yeah, Happy Farms. Got a chicken in a bucket. And Molly's like, oh, that's so much fun. I want to go do that. Yes, exactly. So the um, Babs says in the most scouser chicken accent that you can, uh, you get to sit in a bucket? Yeah. You get, or is it Frizzle? It's one of them. Frizzle says it. Frizzle says it. You get to sit in a bucket? And I'm like, you do. You do get to sit in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they camouflage the island and Fowler pops up with his camouflage. Great moment Little there. bush. He's got a camouflage bush. <laughs> he hides in the bush. He pops out next to Rocky and he says, I'm having a camouflage lesson at noon if you can find me. Yeah. And then he puts, he's got, like he's camouflaged <laughs> during the lesson. It's like, where is he? Where's yeah. Fowler? He's got to tease the lesson because he's, and he's the bush in the background. He is. Hiding in the bush. And uh, then David, I, I really like David Badley. He's fantastic. You mm-hmm. know, Walter Frey, the first doctor. He does, he does amazingly. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. definitely and a good film. When they uncover the chicken factory, yes, uh, there's a lot of jokes in this film. There is. But when they actually get to the serious part of this is a, like a serious threat to us, this massive new chicken factory on this build on this mountain, like this Bond villain lair they've found of a chicken factory. Yeah. No one makes a joke. And I'm like, that's good. Because they can hold on the serious moments when it's necessary. Yep. Like chickens get murdered in the first one. Oh, yeah. You know, we see chicken decapitation. Sorry for the graphic description. Sorry, Ofcom. Chicken decapitation and all that kind of thing. It's pretty graphic. Yep. Uh, in this one, they don't necessarily Not turn it down. Quite. It was a bit more actiony. Yeah. Like they've got mini robots in the floor, the chicken factory defences. They've got like laser ducks, I think yep. they're called. Uh, who explode, or I don't know if they fire missiles or they explode. Yeah, I mean, you get moments. Yeah, they of fire stuff. darts and stuff, and there's yeah. like ordnance, things like that. You get moments, because there's a bit with the collar where the first chicken goes and yeah. gets turned I've into been the nuggets. Chosen. Yeah. What a lucky ducky! <laughs> Bye, wherever they go. And they then it's like, wave. oh, well, <laughs> well <laughs> they've gone going, now. They've gone now. It's they go up the escalator. It's a bucket. <laughs> and it's the bucket of nicely warmed chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. And then he starts eating them. Yes. That guy just starts eating that chicken that we've seen a minute ago. It has moments. Molly escapes the island. She does. She goes, you know what? I want to go over there. She goes over to the factory and it's up to Ginger and the team to assemble a squad and take on this new chicken factory. Rabbi Mrs. Tweedy. Correct. And but not and but Dr. not Mr. Fry, not Mr. Tweedy. These chick, I, mi- I really miss Mr. You know I miss. You know who the character I miss? Mr. Tweedy. Yeah. These chickens are revolting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I didn't do alt on all the classic lines, right? Yeah. I hope he, maybe he had a cameo or something. I don't know if it got caught, but I really like him. Yeah. Did did he die? Did he not? He didn't die in the first one, did he? Did Did he not get put in the thing? No, she got put in the. Oh, thing. Oh, she got put in the thing. What happened? I think to, he what was happened? fine. Did he get crushed by that wall? Because the because the. The wall of the barn fell over. I think he survived. 
here comes so they have, they have to research. get into the factory. Molly's already in there. Yeah. Uh, all the chickens are get put in, having collars put on them, like electric collars, and they don't have collars put on them, Frizzle and Molly, because they're friends. They go in, and in 32 minutes into the film, it just turns into a clockwork orange. And you see all these chickens that are effectively being kept happy by the collars. Yep. And are just so dumb. They're big. They're being mouths of stuff full of food. They're on rides that go nowhere. Yes. They're... Walking up and nothing. There was one chicken that was continually walking into the wall yeah. in the background. Because, you know, I like to look at the background extras and see do. what the background extras are doing. We should make that a segment. But the, one of them is just walking in a straight line into the wall over and over again. He's banging on the wall again yeah. and again and again. I'm like, that's really good. And even the chicken that gets chosen got, for yeah. a frame, if you watch that clip back, because I have, for a frame, you can see its face just kind of like twisting to this weird kind of fearful frown yeah because, oh, that's good attention to detail the fact that it's kind of trying to like fight the control of yeah of it's been chosen but it can't and you know i'm such a lucky ducky over the sunrise right yeah and it's very also ironic that they go up a sunrise correct like, exactly and, you know we just turned it to 1984 because i've got all the all the cameras are, are watching them and dr fry is that now she's called dr fry correct to put on you know fried yeah. chicken why know? not dr fry he's there and he wears this massive chicken costume like Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> to pop up and, and take the chicken. Yeah, well, right? he's, got, he's got to put a collar on, on yeah. Frizzle or Molly. Because they haven't got one. He pops up in his like Freddy Fazbear suit <laughs> and grabs them. But he's got to meet the new investor. Correct. Who's there. Because he wants to buy. Because apparently these are set in like the 1960s, if or something like that. Right, okay. Apparently. Sure. And the chicken nugget was invented in 1950, because I know these things. And... <laughs> Did it's you know about that? mass production of like fast food because she says, Mrs. Tweedy says people want their food fast and they yes, want it now and they go, oh, well, yeah, they do. It's 2023. But yeah. this film isn't contemporary. This film was set in like, you know, the 1960s because it's, um, yes, it is a parody of Mission Impossible, but the first one was a parody of The Great Escape, which is a yep. World War II film. Yes. Um, but no. But it's got, it's got um, Mr. Smith, who's the owner of Sir Eat A Lot chain of restaurants. Yes. As and Mr. Fry keeps calling him, Dr. Sir Fry Eat-A-Lot. calling him Sir Eat-A-Lot. But he goes, no, that's just the name of the restaurant. And it's Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah. Who is Darth Maul. Correct. He's, yeah, he is. <laughs> At last we'll reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we'll have revenge. With I mean revenue. <laughs> With chicken That's what Mrs. Tweedy says. She yeah. says, I'll have my revenge. I mean revenue. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Chicken nuggets. Chicken. At last we'll reveal ourselves to the chickens. <laughs> At last we'll have nuggets. Got to get our impression. It's 2024. You got to bring the impressions yeah. back. Got to bring the impressions back. Can someone just get Darth Maul Peter's shouting nuggets instead of Kenobi, Kenobi please? Kenobi nuggets. <laughs> then, um, and Mrs. Tweedy is the, the the shot where she walks down the stairs. What a shot that is! Yeah. Where it goes. Imagine I tried to animate that. You know, there's the foot leaving the first step, going on to the next step. There's a um, behind the scenes. Yeah, 20 minutes behind the scenes video if you've watched and that as well. And they mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like they had to change, like every time she takes a step, they have to change the lighting to make sure she's always lit from behind. Yeah, yeah. she's walking in a circle. And how we- and, and just the look of the, the look of the plast, the look of the sort of um, st- stop motion plasticity yep. and the claymation. One of Ardman's touches is it feels like it's not. Perfect, but it's done yeah. on purpose. Because with CGI, it's all sheeny and yes. shiny and whatever. Hello, flushed away. But with yes, exactly. But with oh, <laughs> huzzah! A man of quality. It's 
it's the kind of you can see people's fingerprints yeah. on them. You can see like the thumbprints. Yeah, it's obviously like... the motion's seamless because that's how it's done. Yeah. But it's like that Wallace and Gromit kind of feeling to it. I was going to say it's like oh, Wallace needs a shaped head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, just to put it out there, have you gone back and watched like the wrong trousers for the weird yeah, like look have... of how yeah, that yeah. looks? I've watched. I know. What I watched was a Grand Day Out because it yeah. came out on on TV over Christmas. They showed a Grand Day Out, and I watched it, and I was like, my goodness, this looks... Not only does it look old, yeah. so old, Grand Day Out, but it looks so sort of crudely made, yeah. but it's still charming. You know, he goes, we forgot the crackers, Gromit! And he goes into this thing, and there's a shot of it where he opens the, the cupboard, and you see his face. I'm like, my goodness, that looks horrifying. Yeah. Because he's like he's got a flat, kind of flat clay face with the big ears. Yeah. and It's weird, because in my head, it looks like how it looks now. Yeah, it looks but fine. It, yeah, it looks good. It looks like how well, like Curse of the Werewolf it looks. Yeah, but it's like no, no, it doesn't. It shows, but no, it shows their improvement as well. Yeah, good on Ardman. I really do love Ardman. I know we, I know we're kind of saying, oh, his face looks so flat and weird, but that's just Ardman's charm. Yeah. It's just, but these are just some guys out of Bristol, and oh, I'm really happy with what Ardman's done here. Yeah. Also, with like stop motion and stuff, if you're someone like Ardman who's like pioneered it, you're gonna look a bit. Like yeah, exactly. The start. I mean, yeah, and another thing that Ardman's done that I'm really um, happy with was their um, thing for Star Wars Visions. We talked about that as mm, well. Yeah. The Star Wars Visions short, that was so cool as well. You could tell yeah. the sort of Ardman touches on that. They've got an art style. And that Ardman claymation art style, even with Early Man, even with not the flushed away, not the greatest stuff we've seen, um, we may be flushed away at some point because yeah. we quite like the Ardman catalogue and we're going through it. Yeah. Slowly, but surely. Also, uh, nice to see the uh, rats return. Yeah, the in, rats uh, return. Yeah, yeah, Very they nice. fetch. They do good as well. But speaking of Wallace and Gromit, a character from Wallace and Gromit does appear in this. I assume and I know where you're going with That is Feathers McGraw. Correct. He's at the end. He is. They, they all pop up to, to help rescue other chickens. And Feathers McGraw is there in the background yeah. with, his hat, with his chicken hat on. Yeah. And he kind of disappears behind the bush in the background. I didn't notice him because I was looking at the front of the screen. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> but I saw a cl- I saw um sort of one of those Easter egg clips uh, Easter egg nice Easter egg clips where you, you see Feathers McGraw he should have his gun that's what he should do threaten <laughs> threaten chicken farmers with his gun just pull his pistol out like Rocky threatens uh, Wallet sorry Gromit Gromit's got the rolling pin as only Feathers McGraw just pulls out a, pulls out a revolver he should do that to humans so funny. Because that's what happens to Mrs. Tweedy. Not that she gets shot. No. But she falls into... I thought they'd, I thought they'd killed her off. Yeah. Because it's, you know, ironic for her to be pushed... Because there's this processing centre is what they do is. Yes. Because they have this very Jurassic Park-esque kind of presentation, don't they? But they go, at Happy Chicken Farm, you can learn all about... The t- the t- What's his name? Little Timmy is unhappy with his chicken. Yeah. He goes, oh, ma'am, I, this chicken tastes horrible and now I hate you. Yeah. And she's like, oh! But now at Happy Chicken Farm, where all chickens are happy. Because I imagine the point is, to make chickens happy, you know, they release endorphins and serotonin yeah. and stuff like that. And like happy emotions, happy chemicals. And the happy chemicals go into the chicken, making the chicken taste amazing. Um, that's the thinking behind it, yes. the evil plan. And they have a Jurassic Park parody presentation. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Reginald Smith is really happy with this. And he wants to invest with, he's got the dip. It does. Well, that didn't come back. Is that supposed to be something? It, well, I'm a, it's I'm a, it's sweet and sour. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's like another like McDonald's kind of McDonald's nod. kind of sauce. Yeah. yeah. But she goes, oh, because Mrs. Tweedy loves to be married. 
Yeah. And he goes, oh, are you going to... Oh, Reginald. Oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, I'm going to marry me. And he goes, it's the dip. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yes, the dip for the nuggets. And don't... Those, I know bread breadcrumbs. Obviously, they're not fried nuggets. Yep. They're breadcrumb nuggets. Yep. Which, have you ever had a breadcrumb nugget before? I bet you must have. I have. Yeah. I've had a, you know, tempura bakter nugget. Mm-hmm. Like a breadcrumb nugget. It's, you know, they, they've got a shape, they're shape, they can get yeah. quite crumbly. I remember making nuggets in the, in the cookery class in school. Oh, yeah, a bit of you catering. Know, yeah, a bit of catering. Yeah, a bit of catering. I did breadcrumb nuggets as well. Some people did a frying nugget. One kid had, like, some, like, oil in, like, a pan, and he was frying his nuggets. And I was like, try hard. What? 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 Our school wouldn't even let us do anything like that. No, really? We oh, we, we had a nice. We couldn't, we couldn't fry anything. Oh no, we had a nice catering. We had a nice catering. You know, Hobbs. We had a nice catering. Well, yeah, we had like Hobbs, Hobbs and stuff, yeah. but we tried like put. Oil. Nah, it wouldn't let us. Oh no, but they had like. Well, no, it was like um, it was like flash frying, I guess. Right. Okay. But you put the oil in the pan. Yeah. You know, you stir the oil around, and you put your chicken in. You know, that was that was quite cool actually to watch. Even though I was like, he's gonna get weird on that. <laughs> I had just like bread. There's me, kind of gently breadcrumbing my nuggets with like flour and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, Eston Blumenthal. I'm like, <laughs> Dr. Fry. Yeah. Dr. Fry frying his nuggets up. There's a Wilhelm scream in this. There is. I noticed that. Always like, ah! Amazing. Why not? They, they do a clever cloud airship. Yeah. Fowler's escape plan is to escape the factory. Because yes, he's, he's, he's the escape. Escape driver. So he just yeah. talks with Slug for the whole film. He does. He bores the Slug and the Slug can't get away because he's too slow. Because he's trying to get away and, he's, and Fowler's still talking. And his plan is to hide in a cloud, yeah. fly all the way up to the top of the factory, stay there in the cloud and then fly all the way down. And they've got good security on this factory. They've got security guards yeah. patrolling the place. It's like Metal Gear Solid. They've got to sneak in to to enter the factory and to save Molly and save all the other chickens. Yes. Because their initial plan is just to save Molly. Correct. But then they realise all these chickens are suffering. We've got to save them as well. Yeah. From the processing centre with that big funnel, the big red funnel and the battle at the end, you know. <laughs> yeah. And Mrs. Tweed's got her axe. She the does. same axe that she used to kill all those chickens back in the farm. Correct. And... Now she's got to fight Ginger with the axe. I thought they were going to, you know, have the axe hit her and have her fall into the yeah. fat. And then, you know, she becomes a big nugget. But um, I mean, kind of. She's like, yeah, but she survives. And she, she survives that one. The the, but, you know, she's a very she's like an immortal woman. Yeah. Not immortal, sorry, invincible. Well, this is the issue with, uh, like, Netflix and Disney films. Because when, yeah. when it happens and she gets put in a machine and she comes out as a nugget... I'm like, you might, yeah, if you're watching it in the cinema, you might think, oh, it's near the end of the film. Yeah. If you watch it on Netflix, you're like, I've got like 15 minutes left. Yeah, I guess. Like, that's not the end. <laughs> you know, I know it's coming. You know it's coming. Have you noticed um, the I- the iPad that they use is spelled iPad. Nice. It's funny. It's spelled I- E-Y-E pad, which I thought was funny as well. A little, little note there. And if you notice, chickens do get dizzy and confused quite easily. They do. Because it's quite easy to hypnotise a chicken. When you're walking by the road and you see chicken. Yep. You can, it's quite easily to, you know, hypnotise a chicken and, and make it, you know, walk in circles or whatever. There's the phrase, headless chicken means something, you know. Yes. But they lean into the Mission Impossible parody. Rocky and Nick and Fetch get stuck in the ventilation shaft, so they have to avoid this large fan. And to do that, they have to kind of abseil, abseil down very Mission Impossible style to stop to stop the fan and also escape. And then they also get put in a vat of corn. Oh, no, but sorry, pop, yeah, popcorn. popcorn. Put in a vat of corn for the for the corn nuggets, I guess. I, I put popcorn chicken, maybe. Popcorn Is that what they're going I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Popcorn yeah. chicken. 
And they use the firework, because they carry fireworks to propel them. Yes. And the fireworks go off, and they make a huge funnel of popcorn. Yep. There's a huge explosion. And they fly out with the popcorn. Ah, yeah. oh, beautiful. And you know what? Well, the chickens have it right, because popcorn is nice. It is very nice. I wonder if that's a chicken reference, if chickens actually do like popcorn. Maybe. Um, but no, because they're in the tunnel, and we're like, oh, we need a, we need a match. Mm. Don't have one. Yeah. And then they go to, uh, what's, who's the knitting? Um... Babs. Yeah, they got a Babs. You know, good old Babs. Yeah, Babs, yeah. Full of quips. I've knitted her a bike. It's full of... Full of quips. Pipes, yeah. They kind of do the, uh, I don't want to be a pie, I don't like gravy. Yeah, I yeah. can't quite remember what she says. Yeah. But it's close. I don't want to be a nugget. I don't know if she says that, but... Uh, I don't think so. I don't want to be a chicken nugget. I don't like ketchup. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite that. It's something like, I don't want to go to a factory I don't like. It's something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Um... And he's a magnifying glass, and up it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Doctor Fry is like, "Oh, one of the silos blown." Yeah. It's like, "Oh, you shouldn't." I forgot what he says. <laughs> At that point, I think he's given up. Yeah, effectively. <laughs> well, he's got these buttons that control all the yes. chickens. Well, one, one, one turns a collar turns on and off. off. Yeah. One targets a specific chicken. Mm. And one turns get turns turns all the chickens on the same. Because Mrs. Tweedy activates all the chickens to go to the processing center. Yeah. Well, she turns them off first. Yeah. And then he's like, "That's the wrong one." Yeah. And then she gives him the other one. And then it's got like the numbers on it where you can like click the number chicken, like yeah, three, yeah, five, yeah. four, or all three, of them. Three fourteen, I think it was the number that went up initially. I was trying yeah. to look at the numbers. Uh, but I wonder if Corey will find out some more interesting numbers to tell us with some trivia. Oh, it's good to hear that jingle again, Corey. Welcome to Trivia. Take us away. Okay, so on Trivia we have uh, Feathers McGraw makes an appearance. That's up there. Uh, here we go. What else we got? The final Ardman film to be using new clay products, plasticine. The factory that makes Ardman specialty clay since 1972 has been shut down as of March 2023. So whatever Ardman makes up next. What an era. It's going to be some ever, what, some new plasticine. Yeah. Some new stuff. Uh, to prevent the chicken puppets from having too much of a sheen on camera, each one had finely sifted icing sugar puffed into its surface, creating an even matte effect. Ah. There we go. Uh, da, 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 da. Crushed walnut shells were used to create road surfaces, while the sole texture of the chicken village set was made from recycled fallen leaves from a Leylandi tree outside the studio. Uh, according to visual effects supervisor and executive producer Nick Park, stop motion animation used throughout the film was more complex than anything Ardman had ever done before. Mm. Uh, the prop created for the iPad gag includes names of real Ardman facilities crew members. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film contains around 1,400 shots in total, only 28 of which are fully computer generated. The longest shot is the opening pan across Chicken Island, which is 784 frames. Or 32.67 seconds, it took 80 working days to shoot the animation. See, exactly. And Arden's <laughs> all about taking your time. Yeah. You had a time, you know, it took about six years probably <laughs> to get the first film. Yeah. And then it took, you know, around about as long to get this one as well. Yeah. Uh, also, a total of 119 sets were built for a production, along with 130 animatable props, including corn conveyor and a windmill. Wow. That's the thing with, like, stop motion and stuff. All the, like, little sets and the little, like, practical little pieces yeah, and yeah. bits and bobs and the creative ways you've got to do stuff is one genius but also two daunting as anything 
to do anything like that. Uh, also, the second Aardman sequel released through streaming Netflix, although the first sequel was released theoretically in most countries. Very, very nice. Also, Wilhelm Scream 3438. Oh! <laughs> Amazing. I think it's one of the guards is uh, it's one of the guards, but yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else on here? Anything other interesting trivia for us? Uh, first sequel to a DreamWorks animation film without involvement of said studio. Yep, and it's the first Aardman sequel after Shaun the Sheep, yes. Farmageddon. Correct. Have you seen that? I have not. Uh, but we can. We can <laughs> easily see it. I watched over the Christmas point, I watched um, the Shaun the Sheep sort of Christmas special on the Shaun the Sheep Christmas film. Nice. Uh, I think it's called like... Um, it's some kind of pun to do with uh, mm-hmm. the night before Christmas. I think it's called The Flight Before Christmas. Right, nice. And it's about Timmy who gets um, stuck in a Christmas present and they have to go and rescue him from a, from like a kid's house. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Here's an interesting one for you. Okay. To finish us off. Mark Wahlberg, John Krasinski, Ryan Reynolds, Neil Patrick Harris, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell, Channing Tatum, Brendan Fraser... Johnny Knoxville, sure. Are Ty Ball. Are all going to be in Chicken Run 3? John Hamm. John Hamm. Jason Bateman, Paul Rudd and Keanu Reeves were all considered to succeed Mel Gibson as the new voice oh, wow. of Rocky. Just have all of them. <laughs> Just have all every of them. Every scene is someone else. Yeah, every scene is someone else. Exactly. Every scene is someone else's <laughs> voice. And it's never addressed. No. And it's never addressed. But no. I mean, also, yeah. like, with stuff like this... Mm. Um, you're going to get a lot of trivia and behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, Again, okay. the little little Netflix... I think it's on YouTube as well, the 20-minute behind the scenes. Yeah, it is, it is, actually. It is on YouTube. That's how I watched it. Nice. <laughs> That's how I know. <laughs> it is on YouTube. Yeah, there's a 20-minute behind the scenes special, which really takes you into it. And to be honest, if that's not... My, it's not my weekly rec, yeah. but I'll add that as an extra. Little additional. Go and watch the behind the scenes, at least. You know, If you don't see the film, go and watch the behind the scenes. Yeah. And uh, director, just to mention, the director, Sam Feld, does a great job. Yep. And, you know, it, it must be hard to direct a claymation film because, yeah. you know, you don't have any real actors no. and it's all done technically. Yeah. And voice acting is a very yeah. interesting art and it's fantastic. And I have a, a, all respect in the world for many eminent voice actors. So I think that the art of directing somewhat has to change for a stop motion film. You yeah. know, I remember watching on YouTube, I remember watching, you know, dinosaur stop motions and things like that. Uh, there's a great YouTube channel called Brotherhood Workshop, who you're probably familiar with, mm. who do a lot of good Lego animations. Uh, but they also released like a like a um, a fantasy film, which was also right. uh, stop motion as well, like a full half an hour fantasy film. And I might recommend that as well. But no, I do have I do have a weekly rec set in a few minutes' time. Have you ever tried to do stop motion? I have, yes. Okay. And I think you know I have because we've talked about this. Yeah. Uh, inspired by, I'm going to have to end up telling this story, aren't I? Inspired by the stop motions that I saw from like dinosaurs who used yeah. to fight each other, I thought, I bet I could do that easy. So what I did was I went out, I bought some clay, I came back, I thought, right, I, I drew some models, I was all ready, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to start making them. So I made the model and it would just collapse. I mean, it would just like flop to the floor, it just wouldn't stand. Yeah. I couldn't have enough to bullshit. It was like, oh, I'm just, what am I doing wrong? Little did I know, I didn't realise that there's actually a wire yep. mesh underneath the clay yep. that reco- that is stable and that is the clay is formed around. Yeah, see, so we had to do stop motion in college mm-hmm. and they just went, here's some plasticine and that was it. Right. And didn't give you wire. And you had to make like a 20, 30 second stop motion what? animation. Okay. Um, so mine was just a, a big, 
like bulky. Plasticine blob. Yeah, it was essentially around. like two balls. Two balls. <laughs> it's like, like a snowman. Snowman, yeah, snowman. <laughs> so I'm like, a ball. They're not going to squint you or anything. Great, cool. Yeah. And he does a forward roll and goes, way! Forward roll and goes, way! <laughs> I believe I have that somewhere. If I, I do, mean, I'll put yeah, it in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find it. You put it in, put it in there. <laughs> the Plasticine Man. That goes, what was the title of your film? I don't I don't even think I called it anything. Plasticine Man That Goes Way, I Probably. think it should be called. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I didn't realise I had wire hair either. No, exactly, exactly. Um, even though now I'd probably be better at it. Yeah. Even though the closest thing I did to something that was stop motion was we had to do, we had to write a script in film studies in college and you had to accompany it with like a shot for shot making right. of what that film would be, would be, would look like. Right. right? Or like a section of it because my script was like 20 pages and I did... Um, you know, here's here's the big shock. I did a Star Wars script about two office, two imperial officers in like a workhouse or something, yep. and in like an office building. And I had to animate that, so I made so instead I made like a set. I made like a, I had lots of Lego Star Wars at the time. I still do. I made like you know the office building. I built it all up. I got little figures and I sat them all in the. And for an animation, like he'd say that oh this character I don't know, call him Jerry. Nice. Um, Jerry uh, waves over at D- D- James. Okay. And, you know, I just move Jerry's arm. Jerry waves over at James. Down he goes. Nice. You know, maybe move the head a little bit, you know, and that's about it. But it's very hard. This is our point in saying that stop motion animation, yes, it takes a long time. And yes, it is also very hard to yes. do. Yes, it is. And without support as well, it's endless days of, of, of moving things and taking pictures. Well, no, this is how hard work, right? I've seen them animate Gromit walking. Yeah. Now, you know how Gromit walks. He's a dog. He's yeah. got four legs. Yep. And you have to animate the first leg, move that little bit, picture. Yeah. Second leg, picture. And before you've even moved any of the other legs, you've got to move the first leg, picture. And yeah. this like takes several times. If we can get the leg up to a point where it is logical for the other legs to move. So move the other leg. There you go. Other leg. Oh, picture, yeah. And these are some high-quality cameras. Yeah. You know, these are some high-quality cameras. There's equipment. There's all this takes. Um, but it's it's beneficial that you can have quite a limited crew. You can have, you know, obviously there's like set designers and artists and, and people who work on the sound. Foley is great. All the noises of the chickens, yeah. you know. Walk. Even on like the, on like the flat, shiny floor of the factory, you can hear the chickens like, like pattering as they run, and that's that's really helpful to sort of get you into to lean you into the story. Yeah. And to kind of go, yeah, yeah, this you're feeling the story now, and the chickens are on the mission, and you can hear Rocky running in that ventilation shaft, you know. It's it helps you to to relieve the film a bit more. Yep. But no, overall, uh, I would I would say this is actually a, a pretty a pretty decent sequel. Let's drop in a rating, Corey. I for Chicken Run: Dawn of the Nugget. So I I enjoyed it. I thought this was a good time. I'm not like, oh, this shouldn't have been a sequel. This should have been a standalone. This sequel is okay enough to make me go right. Okay, fine. It's justifiable being a sequel. Mm-hmm. Granted, do I think it was like fantastic? Not really. It's for me. It's somewhere in the realm of like a seven, seventy point five, that kind of area. Probably close to a seven. I was going to give it an eight. Ooh, I quite like this one. Yeah, there are problems with it. There are things that I'd sort of change and mm-hmm. shift and tweak. Um, it's probably one of the better films that I've seen in in the start of twenty twenty four. Yeah. So. I'd s- the voices, yes, the, the drawbacks to that. 
but it's clear that Aardman put as much work as they do normally into this. They've got a new logo, yep. you know. They're really trying to, uh, you know, bulk up for 2024, and, and I'm happy for them. I'm yeah. very proud to watch Aardman, because, you know, it's, a, it's like the, it's watching the little British engine that could, you know. Yeah. It's like watching the studio that can that can really perform and show, show you know, what makes Britain great, you know, I, is... is <laughs> It's hard work and not doing much during the day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's what makes us that's what makes us great, Corey. Doing one little task for one day and then going back and doing exactly the same thing the next day. Yeah. To not much fanfare. And yeah, I'll finish that job. I'll finish it in six years. You know, that's, yeah. That works out. But now it's time to go to bed, you know. Yep. And then back up the next day for the next thing. Yeah. But no, it is a really good film, and it's fun. It's what yeah. you want from Chicken it's Run. It's got time, you know. It's got the jokes. It's got the. Uh... It's only what was it like? Just under two hours. Yeah, it's ninety-eight minutes. Yeah. So it's just under two hours. About and, an hour and, and, and a half. That's, and that's perfect. If there's a there's a couple of bits that um. There are a few bits that you know kids kids can watch this. I'd say, but yeah. there are a few bits like you know the butchering of the chicken in the machine. Yeah. The the sort of. There's sort of scary tree faces at the point where yeah. Molly's going through the forest. Um, there's a few kind of... I'd just say it's in the tone, really, isn't it? It's in that sort of uncanny valley tone when, when she's in the uh, she's in the factory and all the chickens are really happy, but they're quite happy in kind of like a dumbfounded, yeah. dumb way. Where there's one that's just walking into the wall. This one's like... There's chickens that are like... His mouth's full of feet. He's like... Ugh. Yeah, one's... Like I think one's trying to put a golf ball by the other chicken's head. Is in the hole. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're just kind of constantly doing that. Chickens can't use a slide. No, no, can't use a slide. They're going up the slide. Yeah. Which is which is you know slide one hundred one etiquette really. Doctor Fry in a chicken costume. Mm. <laughs> that is yeah, that is scary. <laughs> Human chicken. You know, I was terrified of mascots for the longest time. Mm. And I just thought they were really weird and you know big animals running around. I was yeah. I was you know terrified of them. I'm over it. My fear now, obviously. Because I'm 23. You could survive but Disney I now. I could survive Disney World now, yeah. I will not be scared of Goofy when he Chuck comes e. up Cheese. to me. Or Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, no. You know what? I actually think it was Five Nights at Freddy's that got me over the fear of mascots. <laughs> Probably is. Which is arguably weird considering <laughs> the mascots are the main you know, antagonists in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it... I'll stick with my, I'll stick with my rating. I'm going to give it an 8. Okay. Chicken Run 2. Uh, I will give it a 8 reels. I will and, move mine up to 7.5. Okay, thank you very much. The Weekly Wreck. Yours. It is mine. And it's got to be... Creature Comforts. Yeah. There's nothing better, I think, on Aardman. It's, there's a Creature Comforts YouTube channel that posts the entire series of nice. Creature Comforts. Like, hour, hour, two hours long, entire yeah. Creature Comforts episodes. And there's nothing better than the theme, you know. It's fantastic. Yeah. And we probably should play it. If we're on the radio, maybe we, should, maybe we could play it at some point. But when we do another Aardman film, because I just love the Creature Comforts theme. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love... You know the, the the claymation hand. I'm looking. I'm just skimming through a couple of clips now, and I love the claymation hand that's holding the microphone. The fact it's used the it uses real people's dialogue. Yep. You know, not actors. These are just real people having a conversation from like vox pops. Yeah. What they did was for creature comforts, they just took a bunch of vox pops and put put claymation animals talking over them. Yep. And I think it's fantastic. There's like seagulls. There's owls. There's dogs. There's bats, there's there's turtles, and a turtle and a hare has a conversation. Yeah. There's a crab, there's geese, there's cheetahs, there's scorpions, there's fish. There's every kind of animal is talking. There's like 
horses and donkeys and the, the, the famous one there's crows yeah there's like cat there's a cat and dog that sits on the sofa together they're the famous characters uh there's like a show pony and a gerbil and monkeys and everything right and the kind of conversation they have is that kind of sort of inane british chatter yeah. that is just they just like they'll have a topic to talk about or something they'll have a topic to talk about and it's just a really wholesome yep. and intelligent show and it's kind of there's something remarkably human about seeing these animals <laughs> talk to each other in such a way right and it's quite you know it's 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 really good artful type stuff and I'm going to give Creature Comforts Caesars two. I've watched this in little bits. There is two hours of it. Nice, yeah. On the YouTube channel. So if you want to, you know, fill your boots, <laughs> basically, knock yourself out. Yeah. I'm going to give it a nine. Nice, very high. I'm going to give Creature Comforts uh, complete series two a nine. Very high, but very deserved. Yeah, very, very deserved. And I've got a lot of Creature Comforts. It's like classic. It's classic Ardman. It is. You know? It's classic Ardman. So that is what I'm going to give. Uh, and it's also a bit like Chicken Room. It is, yeah. Because they have chickens talk in... They do. You know, you can kind of see... They're not like the sort of humanised chickens you get in Chicken Room, where they've got, clearly got arms and legs. It's kind of like their feathers are back and they've got the neck and stuff yeah. and the beak. But it's not like the humanised chickens you get in Chicken Room. It is very animalistic chickens. But it's funny because they've got, you know, the voice of someone from Newcastle coming, yeah. out their, coming out of their beak. Yeah, why not? Right? The voice of someone from, I don't know, Scunthorpe. They've just got along <laughs> talking about whatever. But that's what I'm going to give... Um, Creature comfort. So we thank you very much for our first review. It's been a great one, Corey. It has. It's been a really fun one. It's been a nice way to uh, kick off being back in the studio again. Yes, back in the studio for 2024. Got a lot of great things coming. Oh, thank yeah. you very much, Corey, for being here. It is a goodbye from me. Goodbye. And a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye.